0: Guys, we're still on a mission from God. Amen. Amen. It is so good to be together. It is so good that God is moving. You know, we've seen over 10 salvations, first time salvations in the last six weeks. That is amazing because we have full services, right? In the morning anyway, every week and people are still coming. They can get in before other people do. Our own people do, if you like. And people are guests still and people come in who are not Christian. They're not saved yet. And they're still, this has been amazing. 10. Including some tattoo kids. It's just very powerful in this way, you know. See, we have good news. I tell you, in this time, people are looking for good news. I mean, they come on. They're hungry for good news. They're hungry for, hey, what else is out there? What's the other hand, you know, you've got? There must be something better in this world, in this life. Amen? Yeah. But like Catherine said, it has um, really pained us, really, that, that even in our church, that friends uh, had become enemies. And, um, and friendly fire has been quite, quite rampant at times. I feel a little bit slowing down right now. But praise God for that. Uh, but it's been really painful because it's been so long. And the thing is though, honestly with you, I've never seen so much aggro uh, of people in, in the church, Christians against one another. The only aggro that I've seen a little bit is between the political, you know, like the national, Labour, that whole thing, and then the other guys, you know, the, all the Christian parties, all that stuff that happened last year, a little bit was there too. But honestly, nothing like what we've seen right now. And it's continuing even right now because the election is finished and it's not all over, right? But this is not finished yet. So we got to keep praying, you know, for this thing to happen because people, this cannot be. This cannot be. We need to stay alert in the spirit. Yes. There is an enemy. He brings dissension, desertion. I'll say a whole bunch of things distraction, deception, disunity, dissension, derision, division, desolation. That's what he brings. And we've got to make sure that we don't buy into that kind of stuff in whatever way. We've got to really be careful <laughs> as sons and daughters of God that because this is not the spirit of Jesus. That's right. The spirit of Jesus is a little bit different, right? Man, I tell you, it was hard enough to, to maneuver the last two years through a pandemic, you know? And, and then this kind of infighting of each other. And then on top of that, uh, people accusing me and Catherine of stuff, bullying us. That's just not on, guys. Uh, maybe, maybe me and Catherine and were pretty tough, you know, but that's just not on. And so that really has to stop, and I, I feel things are, are, are slowing down, but I'm just saying it right now that I'm not going to accept this uh, any longer because it's just not right. It's not right in the Holy Spirit. You can have your little tantrum, but then stop it and then kind of get into love again, okay? Is that all right? And then, um, you know, it's all good. But, uh, but I want to thank you. Catherine, I want to thank you for many of you, many of us, who stood with us, um, you know, to love us and to stand with us and to encourage us, for us to keep going. We're not invincible, guys. We're also human beings. Now, there's an anointing on us to carry this, and that's fine, but it's still not easy at times. But we felt it being easier because many of you stood with us. They prayed for us. They give us stuff. They, they give nice words to us. They bless us in flowers and caravans and whatever people did. So thanks so much for that. By the way, I do want to honor you, Vicky, and I think it's also Louisa, and I think it's also Aaron, and it's also somebody else. Who? Uh, huh? Yeah, who do all these decorations, guys. The whole church, decorations for, for Christmas. That's already happening there, but all the way through there. Come on, give it up for these guys. They're serving. They're showing their love. They're showing their love in the way. Amen? I tell you, we cannot, we cannot yield uh, to anything that the enemy is throwing at us right now. We've got to keep the vision, the vision. And uh, we cannot yield to any deception or any intimidation of people in this way. You know, I find that maybe in this time, our hearts are being tested you know, at least it's an opportunity for our hearts to be tested. What is really, what is really in our hearts? Yeah. What, is, what is really our priority? Well, what's really in here? Because it appears when the hard things come, when the pressure comes, oops, it comes out. Who are you? Who's Lord of your life? <laughs> Who are you serving? Who are you listening to? Who do you bow to? See, God is asking us, like Catherine said, to stand united in focus together. I found this quote here the other day. I think it's a powerful quote. Unity in the church requires a community that is working together, setting aside the preferences of the individuals, on the individual in order to reach for the kingdom of God. Isn't it amazing? Isn't that powerful? Let's say it together. Unity in the church requires a community that is working together, setting aside the preference of the individual in order to reach for the kingdom of God. And we speak this also out over our nation, not just over our church. The nation, same thing. We need to be together in this way. We need to make sure that we have the right priorities, right? Now, Jesus gave us the right priority, but this morning I want to convi- invite you to come back to the right priority in a, my life and our lives together as a church. Because the priority is the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus says. He says, Seek first, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things will be added onto you. But we get so worried. But what about the future? What about this? What about this? What about this? I've seen the video, I've seen the people, the person, the person, the, the doctor, whatever. We get so worried about so many things. And still Jesus says, do not be worried. Do not be worried. I tell you something. And that's the secret. When we keep right order and divine order and Jesus is Lord of our lives and he's first. It's amazing how everything else seems to come into order. Into order. Right? This is what Jesus says. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And then he says this. Therefore, or well, therefore what? Do not worry. Right. Let's say it together. Do not worry about tomorrow. Guys, don't worry about tomorrow. You can watch and pray, but don't worry about it. Tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I suggest kingdom first. Jesus first. King Jesus first. Let's trust him first. Let's trust him first. Amen? Yeah. Come on, like I said before, he is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. Yeah. He holds the whole universe in, uh, together. I mean, sometimes I even think that people say, God, devil. No. God. Where's he gone? Devil, right under my foot. I'm going to teach on it next year. I did on the, in the Bubble Dots. Johnny and I did the whole thing. You know, who created the devil? And uh, go to go that thing last week. It's a very interesting question. They asked me, somebody asked me, a whole bunch of people asked me, who created the devil? Not Lucifer. Who created the devil? Very interesting. Go and see it. But anyway, whatever the issue is, the devil is under your feet. He is completely <coughs> dispowered in your life. I'll tell you something. When we start worrying, then we start empowering yeah. the enemy. When you start lustfulness, anger, dissension, disunity, all these things give him a way into your life. That's what Jesus says. Submit all these thoughts to Jesus Christ. Resist the devil. He will flee. He'll come only to tempt. He's got no power. You've got a lot more power than he's got. A lot more power than he's got. But the thing is, though, if you give him power, you'll have power. And I suggest we don't give him any power anymore. Amen? Come on, let's not worry anymore. Often we worry because Jesus is not first. We put other things first. Facebook post. My, my uncle said that speaker, that YouTube thing, it's time to put him first again. Our unity will not be around issues, it will never be around issues. But our unity is one in Christ. There's no longer Jew, no Greek man, female, vexed, unvexed, <laughs> labor, national, <laughs> act. Ah, act coming up there too, anyway, I'll leave, I'll leave that there like this for now, I'm not going to go there, <laughs> that's for next, the t- next couple of years, <clears throat> you know, there's only one commandment that Jesus gave to the New Testament, new. he said, I'll give you a new commandment, okay, what's new then, the old's gone now, new, new, what's new, only one, what is it? love one another. As I've loved you, now love each other in the same way. And by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And you know what he did just before he said this? He was on the ground and washing the disciples' feet. He's the king of glory. He's the eternal word of God. He's the glorious, powerful, powerful, and he comes down, he becomes a being, a Christmas, you know, baby, grows up, man, fully God, fully man. And he goes into the dust of this Jerusalem stuff, ground, dirty feet. And he, he washes the feet of his disciples. And he says, This is love. I go low. This is love. This is what love looks like. By this kind of love, you'll know that you are my disciples. By this, you will know you are my disciples. I've got some things to say here, but maybe it's a little bit too much for you guys. I'm maybe under there. <laughs> not by great opinions, you will know that my disciples. Not by great protest marches, you will know my disciples. And not by asserting your rights will they know you are my disciples, but by love. I've got an amazing scripture here. This will show us something. Philippians 2. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly, Paul speaking, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look only out only for your own interest, but also take an interest in other people. You must have the same attitude that Christ had. What is his attitude? Come on, let's say it together. Let's do it together. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as sometime something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name that is about every other name, that at the name of Jesus, to bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, which is hell, and every tongue confessed, uh, declared that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Come on. Isn't that powerful? And it says, let this attitude, other translation says, let this for your relationship. Let this be the blueprint for your relationships. I love it when it says in other translation, verse 6 it says this. Although Jesus was God, he did not cling on the, or demand his rights as God. He did not cling to or demanded his rights as being, He surrendered his rights. He surrendered his rights. Now, it's important to have opinions. Okay, we all have opinions. You know, it's very important in these ways. But I've got something here that I want to share with you. Sometimes, maybe, we need to surrender the right to be right in order to be love. That's going to be on my Facebook tonight. Maybe sometimes we need to surrender our right to be right in order to be love. Love is much more important than being right. You know the story that I had before? I was, I was right uh, in one particular thing, and I had to go to a pastor because I was really, my attitude stunk, and it was really, really bad. And I had to go into the city, to one of the pastors in the city, and I had to ask him for forgiveness for my shit. Sorry. <laughs> I promised Kathy I would not say it anymore. For my crap attitude sorry i'm still i'm still <laughs> excuse my french and uh, my dutch uh i'm still a little bit raw at times you know i'm still working still working on me you know it, it, it's working out your salvation you know gonna it takes time you know anyway he says you know my, my attitude stunk so much with you because i was so self-righteous honestly and i had to humbly go to the guy and said will you forgive me serious i know i was right because i i think i was right and was not the issue right now. The thing is, though, I was not loving. We can't assert our rightness over loving people. And I think it's a real lesson for all of us. Whatever we believe, whatever we're into, whatever God is doing, let's not make sure. Let's make sure, sorry, that these things do not divide us. But that we still can be in unity together. Once again, Essential. in essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, love. a test for us, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when we became Christians and we became sons and daughters, you know, we actually died. Did you know you died? You died to self, yeah. and we were resurrected into new life to look like Jesus. We actually His own seed, the little Christs. You know, the little, little Christians. We have the same anointing, the same blessing of God, the same righteousness of God. It's just amazing, like this. We come alive in God. We were bought with a price. Come on, and we were su- and we surrendered our rights, and we came into something else. What? Love. We were born of love. See, when we'll see Jesus face to face, he's not going to tell you, well done, good and faithful servant. You were right. <laughs> he is not going to tell you that. You know what he's going to tell you? Good and faithful servant. I'm so glad you learned to love. Yeah. The test is love. The test is not being right. The test is love. Our vision is to become love. Our vision is to become better versions of ourselves. It is to become love and more better. And, and, and whatever God created us and how he created us to be through the love of God in our lives, pulsating through our lives is going to change our mind. It's changing our heart. Even my language is still being purified over time. It's really hard to let go of some things, you know, because this feels so, it feels so good to say, eh, you know, and it's just so bad. So what else do you do? It's like one of those things. I mean, you you know, you know, come on, you, you, you feel the same, you feel the same. I've actually, I've heard words from your mouth, by the way, by the way. <laughs> some things that, I've, that I would never say, I have some of you guys, so don't give me this, this thing, you know, so please, don't give me this kind of, you're so holy, so holy, you're so righteous, right? <laughs> Come on, what a wonderful opportunity for us to go deeper. As we don't have services uh, online every time, but the thing is, though, we want to grow anyway. We want to grow all the things of um, relationally. You know, we want to uh, build dinner parties and, and and all kinds of. But young adults, we're all at. Um Jared and, and uh, Jess's house the other day. It was wonderful. I see the beautiful weather. I had to go to a wedding. I also I would have come. Uh, we took a wedding. Um, but the thing is, though, it's so wonderful to um, to see all the young adults doing stuff. And, and we all want to do dinner parties, lunch parties. And this, let's just grow relationally deeper, guys, because next year we're going to have an amazing year, and things are going to really move and grow. So we need to relationally be tied together. So don't walk away. Is like, church is over. No, 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 no. no. Church is just beginning. Yeah. Church is not beginning. This is not church. You are the church. Whatever you are is the church. And the relational thing, like in the new testament you know it was all together in home groups but they all got together with the bigger thing now the bigger thing is now online for a little bit but doesn't mean it doesn't exist and a little thing but when we grow this thing i know like Church of the highlands one of the biggest um churches in america is they have more people in life groups than in the church isn't it wonderful let's have more people in life groups than even are part of members of this church that's awesome Relationally connected together, doing life together, growing together. What a wonderful, glorious thing. Amen? Yeah. The focus has to be Jesus. I'm almost finished. It's all about Jesus. And as we walk into the Christmas period, it's only a few weeks away, by the way. <laughs> you know, we're almost there. As we go into the Christmas period, let's, let's keep focusing on Jesus. Amen? He's everything to us. Everything. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that at Christmas he gave Jesus so that everyone who believes in him would have eternal life. You know, maybe there's somebody in here today. You come here, you say, man, I don't even love God or I don't even know that God loved me. The Bible says God loves you. He gave his son for you. He gave his son for you. And his son grew up. And then his son, who was completely holy, he never made any mistakes. He was sinless, the Bible talks to us. He was the fully God, a fully man. He actually went to a cross. That's what we celebrate at Easter time. And he took the sin of the world. He took all our selfishness, all the things that we've done wrong. He took it on himself. Amazing. And then he went to the cross. He put it on the cross and he died. And he took all this stuff to hell itself, where it all came from. But then on the third day, he rose victorious to give us new life. Maybe you need new life. Maybe you're online. He said, I need new life. I don't have a destiny for my life, but I want Jesus to be my life. I want to have a life this life. I want the love of God in my life. But also, I want to know when I die, I'm going to be in heaven with him forever. All eyes closed, please, right now. Just between you and God. Are you in this boat? Are you in this situation? Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. And he wants to come in, it says in Revelation, the book of Revelation. He wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to love on you. He wants to have life with you. Without him, oh, come on, there is no real life. Does anybody in this room, anybody online, you say, today I want to receive the baby Jesus, the Christmas gift. The Bible says also in Romans 10 that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God the Father raised Jesus Christ from the dead, you will be saved. I want to pray for you if you, if you are in that situation. Would you lift up your hand right now for me like I can see it, like high enough I can see it? Thanks very much. Anybody else? On line two, I don't know where you are, but God sees you. God sees you, and he loves you, and he wants you to come home. Thank you very much. Anybody else? He wants you to come home. You were always meant to be in a relationship with God. Life is too hard without Him. You can put your hand down. Thank you. It's the best decision you will ever make. Can I lead you in a prayer, please? Can we all join with these people this morning and also online? A prayer of commitment to Him. Can you please follow me? Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me thank you for giving me new life lord today i make you lord of my life and i will serve you for the rest of my life now i am a son now i am a daughter and i praise your name forever in jesus name Come on, all of heaven is rejoicing, even when one person comes to Christ, so this is an exciting thing, also online, God bless you, absolutely wonderful. Well, we're going to celebrate communion together, this is empty, but it's just to show you a beautiful thing that I've got, don't you love this? This is so beautiful, but we're going to celebrate, we want to, at the end of the year, at the end of this year, kind of the normal services, we want to come together and just focus on Jesus, and what better thing to do, to share a meal together, so there's, There's here the elements and over there the elements. And if you can, please get your elements and we're going to sing one more song. And let's focus on Jesus. Everything is done. Father, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. Father, we thank you for the life that came through that breaking of your body. Your eternal life. Your powerful life. Lord, you say that you are the bread of life. You also say that men and women will not live for bread alone, but every word that goes out from your mouth. And Father, today as we take this communion, as we take this bread, Lord, we know that you are the powerful one. We eat your words. We eat your promises. We eat your life, Lord. We partake from your life. And as we do, Lord, health comes into our being. Wholeness comes into our being, into our mind, into our body. And sickness will leave and all these things start happening. And Father, thank you for the amazing cup, the cup of glory, the cup of bliss. Father, thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood for us. That we might have forgiveness, but also a new covenant, a new kingdom, unshakable, unbreakable, unmovable, And Lord, we stand as your sons and daughter in this weary world, strong because of you. And we take this with pride to honor you and to bless your holy name.